Hey everybody, welcome to episode 82 of the Holtcast for 7500holt.com. As always, I'm Jack Grimsey alongside Robert Lintot. How's it going, Robert? It's going wonderfully. Um, better, better than Villa? <laughs> I think I would have to have like iron rebar sticking out of multiple parts of my body to be doing worse. We should just have, um, you know, like how when we did transfer rumors with a kind of a graphic that said the likelihood and so how are you doing? Better than Villa would literally be at the like a zero out of ten. <laughs> like, like, and it would have to be multiple pieces of iron rebar. Like, if I just had one big old fucking piece of iron stuck into my thigh, I'd be like, "This sucks," but I'm doing better than Villa. Yeah, you, I mean, you could, you're going to survive that in the thigh. It's going to have to be going through like through your lungs and and your heart, and then even then, you know, you're going to die. Like Villa, they still have to play ten more games. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so better than Villa. That is a good shout right there. Yeah, anyway, I mean, anyways, let's get get back to where it, it kind of started, where we kind of left you. I mean, truthfully, we forgot about the Everton match last, last week and like half hour after the pot, I was like, oh, yeah, we play again, don't we? But, <laughs> um, yeah, so so Stoke, we didn't expect a whole lot out of it. and We didn't wheel, get a whole lot. Came, the wheels came off the bus quickly. It, I mean, the worst part is, as it's been in so many of these stupid matches this year, Stoke weren't really all that good. But they were definitely better than we were. I mean, like, well, yeah, they, but... they, within five minutes, both Arnautovic in the 51st and the 56th. And, like, I mean, I think Villa, they weren't totally, like, past their luck to get to halftime with it scoreless, but... I don't know. They didn't. They didn't deserve a whole lot. I was about to. Uh, I was adding fantasy players this week, and I was about to add Arnautovic because he's in the dream team and everything. And I was like, wait a minute, how many points did he get against Villa? And it was like twenty-two points against Villa. It was like, oh, that's why you have such good numbers because of one really good game against us. Well, yeah. I mean, if you need to get in form, the best thing to do is play Villa. It's true. It's still true. Um, I mean, look at our U twenty one squad. Hey. Yeah, but I mean, they were they were already doing well this season. I think yeah. so. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. I'm I'm not even. I didn't get to see as much of the Stoke match. I ended up watching the highlights package because I was busy doing literally anything else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't too terrible, but. You know, you just didn't. You never can expect Villa to score these days, and it was the same. And and Again. that's what made it so surprising when Bakuna did score. Yeah, and Rudy Justed's hand got another assist. But it was it was a good finish from Bakuna, and Rudy or Remy Gard has been playing Bakuna further forward, and you know if he can get some goals for you, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I. Again, he's one of those players that I still like Bakuna. I, I think he's he provides a lot of spirit, which at this point is really all I give a damn about because none of these players are providing much in the way of skill. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's that's definitely <laughs> fair to say. But yeah, Bakuna is not going to quit on you, and uh, just I mean something we're going to talk about later: the split in the squad, apparently, which Robert got an exclusive interview on, so he'll be able to. You know, the I want a out there, package for that exclusive. Seventy-five hundred told exclusive, but <laughs> yeah, you know, like 
I mean, he's kind of almost the opposite of Julian Lescott or Micah Richards, someone who could just care less at some point if they're losing. Maybe they're not used to it, whatever. They're expected. They're seasoned pros that are expecting to win, but it doesn't matter. We're terrible. So you're going to lose, and you still have to try. Guess what? Like, guess what? You're still getting paid. You're still yeah. under contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that, that's part of the contract there. Again, we don't blame you. If you have stupid contracts, that's not your fault. Take a look, for instance, at Charleston's Ogbia. Not your fault. But the least you can do is actually, you know, play decently. Yeah, if you're actually going to play. You know, he's never going to play, so I don't care if he sits on, the, <laughs> sits on a ball the whole time and training with the kids and just makes fun of them. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> just sitting in his most ridiculous outfit making fun of people. Yeah. I kind of love this idea. I, uh, yeah, it's... God, who knows anymore? That Stoke match to me was so totally expected. It turned out the way it should. Stoke are a much better team. Aston Villa looked like garbage. Stoke but they only had two better. fit defenders. I know, they but... They should have been able to do something. I mean... And in truth, Villa only did have one forward available, but... That's a good point too. It just what as much as it's annoying, were you ever expecting anything different? No, I mean just because you can. It was that was lost number sixteen on the season and right after we got number seventeen, but yeah, it's it's just been that kind of a year. We wanna talk about number seventeen? Yeah, yeah. So on to Everton. Um supposed to be a big game with the the out the door on seventy four protests, which think we're going to get to right after the game, actually. But, yeah, uh, Brad Guzan came back into the lineup. There were actually quite a few changes as Remy Gard put out the 3-5, uh, sorry, the 5-3-2 formation. It was, you know, it was two wingbacks of Hutton and Sissoko. You know, the kind of formation you put out when you want to prevent stupid goals from happening, right? Yeah, you know, you got to park the bus. You have a one-goal leg, lead from the away leg, whatever. <laughs> You know, some, some kind of that situation. Yeah, absolutely. The kind of thing that you do when you really want to stop the hemorrhaging. That's the formation that he put out. And you know what? I kind of expected a gutless 0-0 draw or maybe like a one nothing loss from there. Yeah, yeah. Something where you look defensively sound, but they had 20 chances, so eventually one's going to go in. Yeah, because for as stupid as Villa's defense have been this season, it's stupid mistakes. Like, their general level of play has been decently acceptable. So I figured with three center backs, even if one of them, like, just sticks his head on the ground and runs around in a circle around his head, the other two should be able to cover for him, and we'd still be okay. And Yeah, well, guess, guess what? The three center backs couldn't defend one of the other team's center backs as he scored from a corner six <laughs> minutes in. Six minutes. That's all it took to give up a goal to an opposing center back. Or not even a full six minutes. The goal came in the sixth minute. Just, <laughs> what, what do you even say at this point? You specifically put out a lineup that was there to prevent stupid-ass goals like that, and within six minutes you give up that crap. Yeah, and I mean, it was, I think, I'm not sure if that was the worst one just because it was in six minutes because Aaron Lennon's goal that nutmeg two players on the way to going going in. 
I mean, that yeah. was that it, was hideous. And how do you get hit on the counter when you're in a five-three-two? Yeah, it's that's a great question, given the fact that you have so many freaking people back there. But yep, it happened. Aaron Lennon comes along, scoots it between the legs of I, and I still don't know because I didn't want to watch that highlight more times than I needed to. One of our center backs, one of our many center backs, and right between the legs of Brad Guzan, both of whom were just flailing around like idiots and. Yeah, I mean, Guzan definitely didn't justify his place back in there. He thought, oh, maybe a good performance, and yeah, he's, he's back to what he was, a decent goalie. But nope. <laughs> oh, this is the Brad Guzan we all thought we had. Wouldn't it be nice if we had that really tall dude that the home office rejected earlier? Yeah, what the heck. Come on. Oh. We just need, we needed to catch a break and just can't on any front no it's just i mean again it's it's another one of those matches where you could say a lot but what's even the point at this point of really going into it um, yeah i mean rudy rudy just had got a consolation goal that kept our goal difference at above minus 30 yeah and i thought he looked like one of our best players on the day uh, yeah yeah once he he didn't start he came on 66 minutes in yep um I thought when we got into the final third, we actually looked decent, but then our shooting was its usual self. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Villa, what did they end up with? 10 shots? No, 14 shots. Everton only had 10. Yeah, and I mean... And bo- the pa- both teams passed at 82%. You know, it's, it's not terrible. And after not having a corner for three games, Villa managed to get nine. That stat blew me away. And I don't know. Everton's not a particularly good team. They have a lot of good players, but the, there's a reason there's, they were still in 12th coming into the match. Yeah, it's true. And, I mean, they're a team that really honestly, do you think much of them beyond Lukaku? Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, Morales and Barkley and – they have, a, they have a lot of players that, you know, they, they should be good next year, especially because they got investment now. But, yeah, no, uh, Lukaku is, can carry you. Yeah, and, and it's just he got his goal. I mean, if we're going to yeah. lose, the least they could have done was just let Lukaku have a hat trick for all the fantasy owners out there. <laughs> that, that would have been the polite thing to do. Do you, do you have Lukaku in your team? Yes, I do. I think I had him captaining against Villa just because that seemed like a logical thing to do. Yeah, yeah. If not, he was my vice captain. I mean, if you if you're the captain Donatovich, you would have had forty four. God, I know. But. Um, it yeah it. I'm I'm not even sure what to say at this point. Our most threatening player looked like Ali Sissoko. Yeah, and you know, with with the quality of crosses you t- you come to expect from Sissoko, it's that's not going to do anything for you. You know, I mean, he's he's fine as a defender or whatever. I don't have a problem with him being in the lineup, but yeah, he's a better defender than anyone except Amavi at left back right now, and he might be a better defender. He's probably better than... better just just out and out defender, just limited fullback. But yeah, um... he needs goals from anywhere and. Having Amavi wouldn't solve all our problems, but it certainly wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Good news is I'm not sure if there's anything at this point that could hurt. Yeah, probably probably not. Um, 
think think that's all we need to talk about those matches. Um, yeah. So the the big thing though, heading into that Everton game was the the protests that were planned, and it wasn't just for the Everton game; it's for the the next two matches as well at Villa Park. But the out the door on seventy four movement, uh, however. Not a lot of people showed up, so you can't really leave the stadium at a specific time if you're not there. Yeah, I mean, I think we had a lot of people leave when they got their fix on minute six, and uh, <laughs> gosh, oh. it just, yeah, it was it was twenty nine thousand to begin with, and before the seventy fourth minute, we were down three nothing, so they weren't working with a lot there. Yeah, it was the official attendance was twenty nine seven fifty five, which is just under seventy percent capacity. So, yeah. and remember that includes season ticket holders, plenty of whom I'm sure did not show up. Oh, it's just tickets that were sold. I'm sure even some people had bought tickets and were just like, no, <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> this is more valuable to me as fire starter. It just yeah, it's uh, so yeah, they were working with a. A pretty small crowd. James was there from the match, and he sent us before and after pictures. And and while he said the the difference was more noticeable in person, in pictures there's no difference. Yeah, it was hard to tell, but you know, yeah, I, he he was just there just to see what happened after, really. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, that said, I still, in spirit, I still support the thing. I don't think it was a rousing success. Um, but no, but think, there, there's more time for it, and if the board sees that people are just, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to see, but. <laughs> what does the board see? Our next segment on the whole cast. Yeah, basically, because really, where where do you go from here with, with 10 games left and the Michael Cayley's projection, Villa 99.8% chance of going down? If you remember, I think it was five years ago now, at the beginning of September, the Boston Red Sox had a 99.8% chance of making the playoffs, and they didn't. So I think we can be the anti-Boston Red Sox. Yeah, take that, Fenway Sports Group. <laughs> God, I mean, look at our next matches. We've got Man City, we've got Spurs, who really spurred it. Um, oh, them and Arsenal both did, and I mean that should make for a fun fun match this weekend, really between them. Yeah, everyone did. Them, they Arsenal, Man City. Leicester drew, and that that opened the door. But Leicester drew and gained on everyone. How did yeah, that happen? Yeah. Like that was amazing. Um, except F Leicester, but that yeah, was amazing. Yeah, basically, it's it's just an interesting thing to add. <laughs> um. <coughs> I don't know what you do with the board. I don't know. Uh, you know, there's that rumor swirling that Tom Fox is gone. I think at this point, if he's not gone, it's crazy. Yeah, he's. you want Remy gone. You, no, Tom Fox needs to go. That's it. Yeah. Um, and Maybe at this point... His other, his other friends on the board, Olmstad, and I don't know who else there is. But, yeah, I mean, apparently the rumors at the board are fighting for their jobs. Yeah, as they probably should be, given how bad yeah, this team is. Yeah, probably not a rumor. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, and I definitely think Fox should be the first on the firing line. Even if he is not the heart of all these problems, he's totally lost the confidence of the fans. He's seemingly lost the confidence of a lot of Aston Villa. There's no reason to keep him around. He hasn't made any good decisions. He hasn't brought us that blockbuster shirt deal that we all thought he might be able to pull in or something like that. No, we've gotten nothing out of the guy. Yeah, it's it's clear that he's just <clears throat> not a not a CEO at this point. 
Yeah, we've gotten nothing out of him except stories about people getting their season tickets taken away. Yeah. Which, by the way, that woman and her father did get their season ticket back. Oh, that's interesting. What, once Fox saw it and made the papers? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, yeah, it's, 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 not a, it's not a good situation. And it's, it goes deeper, obviously, than just the board all the way down to the players. Apparently, apparently there's a split in the squad between some of the new players who have sided with guard and some of the older <coughs> players who do not like him. Yeah, there's a split, except there's not a split. Um, the news comes out today from Sam Wallace of The Telegraph, who's the chief football writer at The Telegraph, and he writes a pretty damning article that says there is a schism in this team in which, let me see if I can pull off these players, Guzan, Bun, Hutton, Lescott, Gabby, Egbon Lahore, uh, Bakuna, and Clark are at odds with Remy Guard, while people like Ghana, Veratu, um, Ayu. Ayu, thank you, and Sissoko are on board with Remy Guard. And the fact that apparently Remy Guard doesn't show up in the locker room after certain matches, the fact that Remy Guard is telling them to do things in training that they don't even see the point of, because how does this apply to the next match? So this is the bombshell report that comes out today from Sam Wallace. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's interesting. It's interesting that, I mean, you can see some of the older guys or the guys that like Sherwood and apparently the writer's friend of Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but. So, so let's start on the level of just taking the Wallace report at face value, which I think we shouldn't overall take it at face value, but just go from there. If that's the case, where are you coming down in this? Where do you see yourself in this? Sport? Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's nothing to say in the locker room when you just lost 6-0. Yeah. What needs to be said? You know yeah. you're relegated. You know you're just a trash team at the bottom of the league. Yeah, and and to be frank, the bit about what you're doing in practice not translating to the pitch, my question is, at this point, you're all so bad that basically if you want something that can translate to the pitch and make you better, you should be dribbling around cones every day. Yeah, seriously. And doing basic passing drills. That's all you should be allowed to do if you want something that translates to the pitch. Probably needed to learn how to mark from a corner, but... Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. That's all you do. That was atrocious by Micah Richards. Yeah, one day. Absolutely. Just one week of corners. Yeah. It just, it's then again the question becomes if you want to practice corners you have to have someone who can adeptly take a corner and I don't think anyone at Villa can. Uh, yeah, I guess so, but you can still track someone's movement without the ball coming into the box. Yeah, he was lost. It, yeah, it was it was terrible. So, I mean, even if you take Wallace's report at face value, which we're about to get to, I I don't think it should be totally. Um, it's hard to decide with those players who are angry at guard. They're the players who have pretty clearly put in almost no effort this season. You know, yeah, with the exception of Bakuna. Sliding by. And, yeah, and the, yeah, Bakuna being in there is weird. Yeah, that's and, and that to me is what lends a little credence to the fact that minutes after I typed that up, I got in touch with Tommy Jordan from Aston Villa, the head of communications, and he just categorically denied it. He said, there's no way, there is no split. We told the reporter that the reporter is a friend of Tim Sherwood's. Uh, I think the implication there being that, you know, he's he's just doing it for the banter. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) The question is, at this point, if you're a friend of Tim Sherwood's and you're still taking pot shots at a club that's basically relegated, good Lord, what are your priorities, you assholes? 
Yeah, I don't even think Sherwood cares about Villa anymore. He made his name in the pro about it. Like, yeah, so, it was just uh, it was just kind of probably to just try to get him another job. You know, he's like, well, we wouldn't be doing as bad if I was there. So yeah. someone else should try to hire me, or you know, that's fine. It's, I mean, he's not I don't know. he's not lurking around every week trying to give a quote. Yeah, so it was, but categorically denied it, and in a way that. You know, because it, this kind of a story, you would expect the club to categorically deny it. You would expect them to say, oh, there's no split. So, of course, I'm a little dubious when he tells me this. Um, that said, he tells me, put it on record, put his name on it, which is something that I've been trying to get for a few months and had no success with. So the fact that he's angry enough about this and sure enough about this to go on record with his name makes me think that maybe he's, you know, there's something there. Maybe this goes beyond just what the club should be saying in this in- instance. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think he really has a reason to lie. A lot of no. those players are going to go either way. A lot of players on both sides of the so-called feud. Yeah, no, no reason to lie, nor has he ever to me. Um, exactly, yeah. He's, he's always been very ab- above the board with me. It uh, doesn't mean I always get right about it or anything, but never lied to me. I've got no reason to distrust him. My guess, though, is the real story lies somewhere in between these two. I totally believe Tommy when he says he told this guy there's nothing there. I believe Tommy when he thinks there's nothing there. I also don't see this being a let's go write a story to get revenge for Sherwood thing and just totally making something up. So there has to be some basis in fact, I think. Yeah, it's it's not like Tommy Jordan sees the players all the time or like knows what they're like. You know, they probably have a group text, the old boys, like... Could be, although he claims there a lot of those old boys are really not all that close to one another. They're actually not all that good of friends. Yeah, um, but they're just the old mercenaries, kind of. Yeah, um, it's. I think it's. I. I don't think. I'm more inclined to lean towards what Tommy's told me on this, but that said, I can't possibly imagine Sam Wallace just totally making something up. So my question then becomes: What's the kernel of truth here? What is the reality? Uh, yeah, I'm sure some players like guard better than others do. And if, whether it's Clark being left out of the lineup, you can see why he's on that side. But Lescott's been playing, so why is he? And Bun, you know, Bun got his chance from guard. Why would yeah. he be against him, you know? Yeah, it's it was a little bit bizarre. So I, I have to feel like, like there's something there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we just got a tweet from James asking why Robert is dressed like Tim Sherwood FM <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> I'll have you know, James, this is a navy blazer, not a black one. Oh my gosh. I would not Tim Sherwood this up, you jerk. Especially um, in this segment. <laughs> yeah, especially in this segment. You what, mate? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I... I I, I don't believe Sam Wallace's report as it was written, but that said, there has to be something there. There's a little kernel of something there. There's And, of course, there's resentment there amongst some of those players. Some of those players have to be super pissed off at Remy Gard because he's not Tim Sherwood. And if there was one thing that Tim Sherwood had going for him, it's the fact that a lot of those old boy players really liked him. Yeah, you know, and it's it wasn't a good situation. You never want to have a manager who brought in a bunch of new players leave. Yeah. Um, but you never want to have a really bad manager either, so. 
Yeah. You have to get rid of them. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> Out the door you go. The funny thing is, the manager that brought in all those new players, uh, those new players now support the new manager. Yeah, is, yeah. And, and I mean, if we believe that. And that's the other thing, because it's now... Whether or not I believe it, it's clouded my judgment. I know it in my... just be a classic English versus French war, though, you know? <laughs> the kind well, of wars wouldn't, we've been why waging... Wouldn't, if, why wouldn't the French guys back the French boss? The kind of wars we've been waging for nearly a millennium? Yeah. So... <laughs> it's, not, it's not a new, new thing. <laughs> I... I'm sorry, James just keeps tweeting at us and he keeps distracting me with gifts and the like. Um, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I At this point, the, the, the real question becomes, regardless of whether or not Sam Wallace is right or not, regardless of how right Tommy Jordan is or not, the bigger question is, who cares if there's a rift? Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's going to destroy our season. Yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, what's going to come of it? Okay, so Gabby Agbonlahar will get pissed off and not want to play next season. Good, sell him. So Jolie yeah, Lescott doesn't want to play for Villa next exactly. year and we don't sign the extension. Great, sell him. Or just Bye. don't sign the extension. Bye. Yeah. Oh, Micah Richards, you don't want to be here anymore. I'm sure we can con someone into taking you. Goodbye, Bye. Alan. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's... <sighs> And you know what? With most of those players, even if there isn't a rift, I'm fine saying goodbye to most of them anyway. Yeah, it's going to happen. So. Yeah. Again, Lescott seeing the pitch in a villa kit just pissed me off this week. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm done. Done with Lescott. Yeah. just I, he's, literally, he's not helping the team. Taking him off doesn't hurt the team. Just get rid of him. Yeah, play Clark. What do you have to lose? Seriously. I, I hated when Paul Lambert did the bomb squad, but if ever there was a justification for a bomb squad, it's Julian Lescott by himself in a bomb squad. In a bomb shelter. That's fine. Just in the middle of, like, New Mexico. <laughs> I, I mean, God, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. This team has made um, me angry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just can't. Matter, it's but Lescott's an abomination. Whatever, get rid of him. Um, someone who did just leave Villa, although it was only only on a short term basis. Ricardo Calder loaned to Doncaster Rovers in League One. Good, someone's getting some playing time. Yay! <laughs> um, I mean, he was never going to play with Villa this season, so yeah, loan him out. Why not? Why not? Just one of we had one, we had one one Twitter question, so we may as well start with those and. Um, yeah, it was from, from Peter Elliott at Buster Elliott 3. Any real reason not to play youth? I refuse to believe they'd play worse. And I think you're completely right, Peter, because, you know, we're already losing. Yep. We've already lost by six. Yep, I totally agree. But that said, my, my opinion on Calder, he's not going to play, has nothing to do with the fact that I don't want him to play. This club has made it really obvious we're not going to be starting youth movement anytime soon, so... Yeah. Send him somewhere um, where he can get played. But yes, I agree. He need they need to play the youth. Yeah, and another another one we got from Louise Ruddy at LS LSRDDY. Uh, how do you guys keep yourselves motivated to do the podcast every week when we are a shower of shit? <laughs> Which, by the way, I would like to nominate that as the phrase of the week, a shower of shit. Yeah. Um I 
I don't know. Jack talks me into it every week. This week I was trying to give us reasons not to do it, and he said, there's enough there for 30 minutes. And I said, you know what? You're right. We can do this. Yeah, I think we're already close to that, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I, think, I think at least we stay motivated because, you know, it's a chance for us to get it off our chest each week. Yeah. So then, thank you all for listening to what is actually just an extended therapy session. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Luther, Luther Van Daniels at Marky DAVFC asked, where will it end? And I don't, I'm not entirely sure what Luther means here because, I mean, the season's going to end, but we're going to be bad next year probably. Yeah. Um, where does the rot end? I don't know, probably after two years in the championship. Yeah, when when you stop caring and watching, that's that's where it will end. <laughs> when um, you shuffle off this mortal coil. Yeah, basically. And Jay Galt at Aston Villa USA asked us, how do I cure my sadness for my squad? I can't even watch anymore. I'm jaded. And I think we're with you on that, Jay Galt, because it's, it's just depressing. Yeah, I... I I was legitimately mad that we had to watch a match on Tuesday. Yeah, like, I was at work, so I was like, whatever, get to watch the match, but I turned it off because it was trash. Like, every once in a while, I've got stuff to do, and it kind of annoys me that I need to watch because, you know, it's not a marquee match. Who cares? Whatever. Tuesday, I actually had the time, and I was just legitimately angry that I had to sit down for two hours and watch Aston Villa. Yeah, I mean that's that's how bad it is at Villa now, yeah. and oh yeah, we we did um we did get another one, but um yeah, of course from Tyler Fisher, T Fisher twenty one, the the weekly um, food question or cooking, sometimes it is because we always talk about the cooking pod, which should be a thing soon, hopefully, if if that's the only reason you, you maybe keep... that's how we celebrate mathematical relegation. Yeah, maybe. Make Villa a cake. <laughs> I'll work on my Julia Child impression between now and then. But yeah, so so Tyler asked Red Vines versus Twizzlers, and uh, the wrong answer could get an unfollow. So what's your answer, Jack? Um, you know, I have to go with if it's just the normal ones, I'd have to go with Red Vines, and pretty clearly, but. If it's pull and peel Twizzlers, I don't know. Pull and peel's good, but regular Twizzlers are bad. So you like the candy that entertains you while you eat it? Yeah, and it's just, it's just sugarier. Okay. Uh, my fiery opinion is they're both garbage. Ooh, what? It was super rope or die? What? One of those? No, I don't like I don't like red licorice. Black licorice? A black licorice is even more garbage. Oh, what? Black licorice is like the devil's a hole. I know no one likes black licorice, but it's not that bad. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Especially it's the jelly beans. The jelly beans are, are good. Oh, God. No, 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 no. But, but red licorice is like, if it's literally the only candy around and I've got a craving for some sugar, sure, I'll eat one. And if, if I have to choose, red vine, I think. But yeah. really, I think at that point I generally go for like, nah, I don't really need anything. Yeah, I'm I'm not really big into I don't know if I'd ever buy them. Like you said, if they're around I'll eat them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. So hopefully we didn't merit an unfollow. <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was uh that was Twitter questions and now 
I'm just going to wrap it up with a quick preview of Manchester City, who last time we saw them, they beat us 4-0 in the League Cup. That was January 30th. In one hand motion, predict the outcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? The match is going to be wank. <laughs> it's going to be bad. <laughs> All right. I was going yep. for much more PG, but yep. uh, yeah, it's it's a loss, right? Yep. City played like garbage this week, so they're going to come roaring back and score 17, and Fabian Delph will score six with his butt. <laughs> Could you even be mad? You've got to love a butt goal. Oh, I, <laughs> I would find a way to be angry. I think I'd be as angry at Villa as anyone. But And um, the headlines would write themselves, though. No! <laughs> ass scores goal with ass? <laughs> yeah, basically. I thought snakes didn't have butts. <laughs> Snake slithers way into scoring. Yep. All right. Maybe maybe I'm okay with this just for the tweet potential. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, City, they're in fourth. They're actually tied with United on 47 points, but they're just edging them on, on goal difference. Man City's is plus 17. Villa's minus 29. And obviously last, but 16 points. How bizarre is it that Man United are in fifth? Yeah, they just keep doing nothing and just sometimes playing and sometimes not. They feel like such a garbage team this year, and yet they're in fifth. Yeah, they are. I mean, what do we have left? Ten games? That's 30 points? If everyone else disappeared, the best we could do right now, assuming that we made up 40 goals worth of differential is sixth place. So Man United are safe from being caught by Villa. Hmm, surprise. <laughs> I thought that happened when they just made the table or made the schedule. Maybe that should be a feature on the on the podcast each week. Who's now safe from Villa? Oh, everyone. <laughs> well, yes. I don't know. Newcastle, Except we Villa. might come for you. Hmm. I, I hope we could pass Norwich at least. I just don't want to finish 20th. 19th is fine at this point. You realize we well, are eight There points. are so many stupid comparisons as who is worse, this year's Villa or the Derby County team that got 11 points. Yeah, we've already beaten that. Clearly not this year's team. Like, sure, they're, in, they're one of the worst, probably one of the 10 worst Premier League teams ever. Probably easily. Probably, probably bottom five, but still, like, not the worst. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, just uh, the worst, and you just forget. It's just recent memory, and when you see a team looking that bad every week, giving up just terrible goals, you forgot about the other terrible goals that were conceded. Yeah, that's... God, 18 losses, huh? 18 losses to Manchester City's eight losses. Uh, three wins to their 14, and who cares about draws? Because that's like kissing your cousin. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's a loss, right? Yeah, it's it's got to be. Is the question just how bad of a loss? Yeah, it's just how is it going to happen, I guess, because I think you know it's going to be bad. It's going to be by two goals. At, at this least. point, is you there even a moral victory? Mm, not really. No, lose by one, and I still don't care. Yeah, the goal difference still goes to minus 30. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, a win is not even really a moral victory because it probably doesn't really save us. Yeah, maybe not, but it still would be nice to 
have a nice and have a couple drinks after the game and say, "Yeah, we won." I have a couple of drinks after the game usually anyway. Yeah, but they're not fun. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah. It's I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, Want to just Want to just do the cooking pod forever? Yeah, we probably probably should do that. Okay. That sounds good. But um, Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Villa will I think it's I'm gonna, I think it'll be 4-1. 4-1? So Three you think one. we improve? I, I think some defenders will actually do something. So you think we improve on the FA Cup performance? Yeah, yeah. Maybe even by two goals. Oh, wow. You are an optimistic man. Big stuff. Big stuff. I uh, I will predict 4-1. I'll buy that. I think oh, we improve okay. by one goal. Uh, yeah, I think we, we get one. Or at least maybe City can have a comical own goal to start it off and then, and then come and just slaughter us. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Give us hope. Better yet, City have a comical old goal, comical own goal in the first five minutes, and it holds that way until like the eighty-sixth minute, and then we lose four. four. (laughs) I was thinking like they'd make an own goal and then score off the kickoff, like (laughs) with an with a passing move from the kickoff. (laughs) Brad Guzan just picking daisies. Yep. Yep. What do you expect? All right. The whole oh, cast. You know, you know where you can find Brad Guzan, and hopefully you know where you can find the whole cast. It's at iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Google Play, where else? YouTube, if, if you're watching us, obviously, and you can always always find 7500 to hold on Twitter and on Facebook, and of course at 7500toholt.com, where we have all the latest Aston Villa news and basically anything that I don't know why you would want it, but if you do want some Aston Villa stuff, come check us out. So I want to thank you for listening or watching because you probably already are connecting with us on Twitter and we love to get your Twitter questions. So thanks for always sending those in. And until next week, until we actually do a cooking pod for my whole cast co-host, Robert Lintot, I'm Chet Grimsey. Thanks for watching or listening. <laughs>